Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett. Today's guest is Josh Zeppis. In a world where dreams are crushed, souls are often forgotten, and rust never sleeps, Josh Zeppis, the identity archaeologist, is on a mission to ensure talented solopreneurs turn every business first impression into a second impression by raising their ROC, return on conversation, so they can profit more without grinding more. After decades on the corporate farm as a shy, introverted engineer, he realized that the cubicle could no longer contain him, so he escaped. It was a rocky road through entrepreneurship in the financial and gym industries until he finally stopped ignoring his genius. Now he plays in it every day. When he's not digging for business gold, he flies airplanes, brews beer, runs long-distance obstacle course races, and is a semi-pro comedian. Josh, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. How about this? If you're paid in happiness is now the national currency, money's gone, so the happier you are helping another person, the more wealthy you are. What would you be doing? That's another fantastic question to answer. Josh, that's a great question, and we're going to pick up where we left off in part two. It is a great question, and I'm going to ponder that as I consider the everyday, because I know what I enjoy doing on a daily basis, and I just wonder if enough people spend time, or even if they actually give themselves the time to think about those kinds of things. I had this conversation yesterday with one of my guests. We talked about women in general who are managing children at home, whether they're married or not, or have a partner or not. They have a lot of things on their plates, their jobs, and whatever responsibilities they have. And it becomes just a day-to-day game of tag. You're it. Tag, yeah. It just continues to revolve around. And to take the opportunity to take a pause and actually think about what it is you want your life to be or reflect or be about. I'm convinced that a lot of people don't do that. We don't. And and the big shame is that if you do it right, you should only have to do it once. So this isn't something you got to keep doing. Like you got to spend 10 hours a day thinking and meditating. That's not what we're suggesting. It's just do it right and do it once. If it takes a day, if it takes a week, if it takes working with someone, if you're not really good at that introspection, which is hard for a lot of people, you can't really see the masterpiece when you're in the frame, or you can't read the label when you're inside the jar. There's Get help. Have an expert work with you and do it right and then do it once. And then from that point on, that's the transition, by the way, from shy to shine, because it really is about shining. 
in business, shy equals broke. You do not want to be shy in business. It's That's a really bad idea. And also, I can attest to the same thing in terms of being shy, honestly shy. Yeah. I was a very shy child and I have always put myself in uncomfortable positions to have that breakthrough. And then when I finally broke through, you talked about being a good corporate citizen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point, I probably decided I just didn't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. It was unrequited love. Like the loyalty was only going one direction. Really. And again, not a judgment thing, but if you're going to rent a position, if you're going to rent an income, just don't be devastated when the rental ends yeah. and you're left with nothing. You have nothing to show for it. You have no assets because there's no ownership. That's not your job, by the way. That's your employer and your employer has given you a position. But we, it's funny because we talk, oh, my company loves me. It's not your company. You don't own any of it. It's your employer. Like sometimes these words matter because we start faking ourselves out. Oh, my company loves me. And this is my job. And not really. Let's just, just be honest about it. And then that's usually enough impetus to get someone thinking about, all right, how do I build something that I own? How do I start getting into the driver's seat on something that I control? And yes, that's scary. I'll put it out there. People are not afraid of failure. People are afraid of success. We are all afraid of success. We, well, let's we're talk not... a bit more about that. Let's talk a little bit more. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, first of all, as humans, because we're imperfect, we fail all the time. We're constantly failing. But if you look at this scale, there's a scale here, ultimate abject failure and ultimate success. We've completely maxed out our full potential. Where are most people in their lives right now on this scale? We're right here. We're one one paycheck missed away from being on the streets, from missing a mortgage payment. We're so much in debt. We are like right here. How the heck could we be afraid of something that we're already doing? We're just flirting with failure. We're right at that point where we're about to just lose it all. So if that's not what we're truly afraid of. What we're afraid of is once we get on that bicycle of success and we start to pedal and we start to gain momentum and we start to start seeing a little bit of success. The problem with success is you can't stop. You can't stop pedaling. What happens when you stop pedaling a bike? You fall down. We're worried about what if I crash? What if I start going too fast, Josh? What if I can't handle the success? What if all this greatness that needs to come out of me, what if it never comes out? Because there's been so much time from when we were born onward, people telling us that we're not good enough, society telling us we're never going to measure up. We constantly get that message. So we start worrying that we can't handle it. We're going to crash. We're not going to steer it. We're going to do something wrong and we're going to screw it all up. So you know what? Better to not have love than to love and lost. Better to not have succeeded than to have some success and then totally screw it up. And we fake ourselves out. We have to stop that. Yeah. We have to stop that. So tell me a little bit more about you and what your day looks like. What's the typical day for you? I jump out of bed, usually about 6.30 in the morning, and I do my morning routine. I have my meditation time, my green tea. I have my time. So always start with intention. That's the first thing I do. No one else gets my time before me, and I make my time intentional. And that sets me up for the entire day. Affirmations, like I have a whole thing that I like doing. I go through my Kung Fu. I have certain katas I do for Kung Fu, uh, practice that. Then I catch up on what I've missed. I'm a political and science junkie. So I'm always like trying to catch up on what's going on in the news a little bit. So I do that. And then usually I've got meetings throughout the day. I'm sharing a message. I'm working with a client and I time block. Everything I do is time blocked. It's all scheduled out, including fun. There's a lesson right there. On your calendar, if you just schedule work, if you just schedule that kind of stuff and no time for fun, you're going to hate your calendar. 
make sure you save time for fun and you put it in your calendar and you stick to it. If you say, I'm going to the movies with my family during this time, do it, right? If you're going to go to the park, if you're going to go take a walk, put that stuff in your calendar. So I always put fun in my calendar too. So this way it's just my life, right? What do you do for fun? I understand that you have a lot of, uh, a lot of things that you're interested in. I mean, fly planes, you brew beer, you do obstacle course races. What else do you do? <laughs> I actually, I believe it or not, I do business for fun also, which is weird. I know, but it's just something I love doing. I love people. I love it when people vomit on me, a bunch of information, and then I get to take it and simplify it, crystallize it and say, this is what you mean to say. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe in 10 minutes, you were able to take all that and put this. To me, that's joy. I get a lot of joy out of that. So yeah, that's fun. I don't know if I do anything not for fun. So maybe taxes once a year or something like that. <laughs> maybe that's not fun. Let me ask no, you a question. I, this is just a play on words. Okay. You've heard of FOMO. Yes. Okay. Have you heard of JOMO? The joy of missing out. Yes. <laughs> okay. Which one are you? <laughs> Which one actually aligns? Definitely Jomo, because remember, I am a severe introvert. If, if I can miss out on something, I'm almost proud. There's like shows that people talk about. I've never seen an episode of Friends. I've never seen, there's certain shows that not only do I, or Kardashians or any of that kind of stuff, not only have I never seen it, I'm actually proud. I'm happy. I have joy because I could say I've missed the entire thing. <laughs> so I'm a Jomo person. That's interesting <laughs> to me because I've been the same way. And my friends always say, I don't believe you've never seen that movie. I'm like, no, I've never seen no. that. I don't believe you don't watch that show. No. And look, I'm still smiling because of it. It's okay. My life is no worse off. <laughs> it's just a sidebar because that gives me some yeah. insight uh, into how people just are. It's just one of those things. Some people have to be every place, every moment, knowing everything or feeling badly if they're not in the loop on things and others could yeah. look. And also you made me think about this. If there's introverts out there, which I see, I know a lot of introverts struggle when it comes to messaging, when it comes to sharing, I, I say shine and introverts go, uh-uh, nope, I'm not going to shine. I want to stay in the shadows, Josh. Just, can I stay behind stage? Can I, in that? I because they don't want to talk about themselves. They don't want to brag about themselves. They absolutely hate doing that. So there's a secret that I'll share real quick. You never brag about yourself. Instead of bragging about you, which is all ego and all that kind of stuff, brag about your mission, brag about your vision, brag about the stand you're taking, the impact you want to have on the world. Because when you brag about those things, you're bragging about other people because your mission is always about service. It's always about how you're impacting the world. Brag about those things, not about you. And people will love it. And you'll look great because you're the one in control. You're the one holding the handle on the umbrella that is your brand. Uh, and that's how introverts can get around this shyness because we could talk about others all day long. We can praise others. We're happy to do that. We just don't want to talk about ourselves. <laughs> Very true. So even more important to have a brand if you're introverted. Thank you for that. As it relates to the, the wrapping, we know what's inside the box, if you will, or the package, but the actual wrapping around the package in terms of, I'm going to use the word brand. Yeah. When it comes to the visual representation of a person's mission, if you will. Do you get involved in the creation of that at all? In other words, how that person's business is marketed to reflect their internal vision or mission? Yeah, good question. So let's separate two words here. There's brand and there's message. Brand is what's really, truly inside. And I know this is counter to what many people have been told. Brand is what's inside the box. Brand is your core. Brand never changes. You never capitulate what you stand for and your truth for any audience. 
never do that. And I see people try. I want a brand that this audience likes. I'm like, no, we, let's find your brand. So that's brand. Now message is how do you translate that brand so the audience can understand it? You're speaking their language. They can digest it. It energizes them to take action. That's your message. And they're two very different things. So the wrapping is like the message. Where I usually play is I like working in the message because that's still, to me, part of the foundation of your brand. Some people say, and it's funny, I rail against this constantly. I'm like, your logo is not a brand. A logo is to a brand what paint color is to a house. If there's no house, you can't paint it. You can try and hang chandeliers and all that stuff, but your brand and articulating it in words is truly your foundation. Being able to share that with somebody when you're talking to them or when they see your post or when they see your marketing. Colors, logo, website, that stuff's important too, but that's external. That's facade. That is not truly what people are looking for. Like the golden arches for McDonald's. That's not their brand. That is their logo. And but what it happens is their logo reminds you of their brand because the brand ultimately brand is the gut feeling that you get the moment a person or their business walks into the room. So when I drive by McDonald's, I get a little indigestion because that's what their food does to me. So it's like, I haven't eaten there in a long time, but that's what it used to do. So for me, their logo represents indigestion. Now their logo is not their brand, but it's the reminder that their brand is indigestion. So I don't want people to get too wrapped around the axle around logo and colors and all that kind of stuff. If you don't have your core, if you don't have your foundation. It's very true. In fact, I think many solopreneurs or entrepreneurs do get wrapped up into logo and colors and things of that nature at the very beginning, even more so than actually putting together a manifesto, mission statement, vision statement, business plan. They are fixated on logo and brand colors and things of that nature. I have a, a nephew who is in the branding space and it continues to annoy him that when he works with some startups, the biggest concern they have is wanting this special logo. And it logo. continues yeah. to annoy <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, And he tries to get them to focus on the main thing. They're unable That's a lot right. of times to do that because they're thinking about how they want to represent visually versus what their mission or manifesto should be about because they haven't figured it out yet. And then someone comes along and asks them, hey, what do you do? And they can't answer it. They stumble, they fumble like, I, we, and then they're like, all right, see you later. Doesn't matter how good your logo is. If you can't answer the question, what do you do? If you don't know why you exist and you can't articulate that, it's going to be a tough go. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So when you're working with your clients, Josh, what time period do you commit to or do they commit to you in terms of their interactions with you? Is there any particular range of time that you work with your clients? Yes and no. Everything I do, and this is just how I like to, how I like to do business, is deliverable-based. I don't charge for time. I refuse to. To me, that just seems weird. Like, oh, it's been six weeks. All our time is up. Good luck out there. We didn't get everything done, but see you later. So everything I do is deliverable-based. So like stage one, for example, is the brand manifesto, right? It's your constitution. It's your guiding document, your foundational document for your brand. That usually takes, let's say, about four to six weeks working with someone. And that's me digging asking the questions, getting the information out, we're ideating, and I create the entire manifesto on my own. So it's all a done for you service. So that's about four to six weeks. And then every stage, every stage is about four to six weeks. So brand manifesto stage one, which is clarity for you, confidence, conviction. Stage two is now articulating it. I call it compelling first impression. How do you make a compelling first business impression? And I don't care what you're doing. We will do email, 
We'll work with, you want to do a presentation, like a signature talk. You want to do a webinar. Are you doing networking? You're doing marketing, paid ads, whatever you're doing. I've even done like limericks. Like we could do stand-up routines, poetry. Doesn't matter. Everything can be articulated. Get to get that message out there consistent with your brand. And that's stage two. And then stage three is signature service, creating that really unique service that can't be duplicated. That is like the perfect thing for your clients. And then actually getting paid with your worth on it too. So basically monetizing mm-hmm. your brand. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you. I knew it would open up a whole new view of really identity, bringing your identity into your business. And uh, the way you articulated it, which is the reason why I su- that I selected you. Oh. <laughs> Because it was really very interesting. I don't think that I've actually worked with anyone who does what you do in the way you do it. There isn't anyone. And I want everyone out there to remember that there is no true competition. If you do it right, because you're unique, you're the only one that could bring your service to the world the way you do it. There's no competition. There's only competition if you compete at the commodity level. If you refuse to bring your uniqueness to the front of your message and you compete at the product level, you're going to get lost in the sea of sameness, right? You're going to have competition everywhere. But if you have your brand, nobody can compete against that. And no one can object to it. Those sales objections people get, well, it's too expensive, or maybe I'll think about it. All that stuff goes away. How can someone object to your mission? My mission is to help people raise the level of their conversations and move every business first impression to the second impression where the sale happens. Who doesn't want to do that? How can anyone object to that? Oh, no, I just want to go out there and shoot blanks in business. I just want to go network. And I want to spend all this time, energy, and money and get nothing out of it. That's what I want, Josh. You're crazy for having that kind of mission. There's no objection to it. There's no resistance. That's the beautiful part, right? That's amazing. That is amazing. So what's on the horizon for you? Boy, I just created a a new eight-week mastermind that's specifically designed for people in direct sales. So people selling someone else's products. So if you're in network marketing, insurance, real estate, eight-week mastermind where we create your micro brand. So this is the next cool thing. Instead of getting a whole brand manifesto, which maybe you don't want or need, how do you create your own unique identity within the bigger brand? People buy from what they like and trust, but that's what you got to do. So I have a whole concept behind this micro branding where it's fast, it's efficient. We work on messaging, work on all this stuff. This is the big thing I'm pushing this year that I want to get as many people into this mastermind as possible in direct sales. And they're going to absolutely go out and crush it. No more sea of sameness. In fact, they're going to be the number one team in their entire company. And I know there's little competitions. People do that. That's my goal. That's amazing. I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to push on this for a second, only because he has a connection there, because I I probably have (laughs) a sea of possibilities in terms of referrals to something like that. How would that look? Would that be a virtual mastermind or what do you think about? So there's two parts to it. There's the, there's coursework, video worksheets, where you start creating your brand assets. You create your networking pitch, your elevator presentation skills. We do your who is video and there's all kinds of assets you walk away with. That's one aspect. But then every week we do a mastermind and not mastermind in the diluted sense where people use mastermind now to mean like networking or what. No, this is a real true mastermind. We put you on now in the industry, they call it a hot seat. I don't call it a hot seat. I call it a love seat. You're on the love seat. And we're going to talk about whatever specific challenge you had this past week or two, that pebble in your shoe right? That objection you got, how do we handle it? Oh, you lost a client. Let's go get them back. We all start working on your specific challenge. We get the pebble out of your shoe. 
So you can go start running again. It's the stuff that's come out. Last time, this last week, we talked about imposter syndrome. That's what someone was having a challenge with. We went there. The week before, it was someone had an objection and they lost a client and we were able to go and here's how we're going to go get this client back. It doesn't matter. Whatever needs to happen, we meet you where you're at and we help you keep moving forward while you're building all these brand assets. And at the end of the day, your conversations are never the same. It's never the that difficult conversation trying to get prospects. Now it's just, here's your message. People are coming to you and it's it's incredible. So yeah, we're getting it out into the financial industry now. Real estate will be next. Uh, and then there's some network marketing companies that I'm talking with that want to bring this in. That's very impressive. It really is. How can my audience contact you? Of course, I'll put everything in the show notes, but where do you or how do you like to be contacted? I'm not too picky about that. My website's an easy way to go, joshzeppis.com and social media at joshzeppis or the identity archaeologist. I'm the only one with my name. You're not going to get confused. There's not, there's not another Josh Zeppis out there. So pretty easy to find. I tell you what, though, if I can make a special offer for your audience, which this is not something I offer publicly and openly, but if you go to my website, joshzeppis.com and then put forward slash WDYD for what do you do? WDYD. I will give you a free 30-minute session, and we will come up with your unique, compelling, persuasive answer to the question, what do you do? We'll do that in just that 30 minutes. I'll get to ask a few questions. We'll idea together. We'll come up with it, and you can have that business asset for free. Go take it, run with it, use it, have fun with it. No sales whammy. This is not like one of those things where I'm going to hit you with a pitch at the end. Yeah, I don't do, I don't play like that. That's not how I do business. So this is just purely for you to have. Go use it, enjoy it. Or we could work on a networking pitch as well. So you have your choice, what you want to do there. And yeah, and then just give me the feedback on how it works. That's all I want to know. Yeah, fantastic. I've certainly enjoyed this conversation, Josh, and I appreciate you allowing us to spend some time with you. Wonderful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.